0: talking about that anymore yeah oh my god that would be terrible (laughs) do you want to do you want to kick us off by just telling us about your your acting experience i wouldn't mind here so
1: this is. i think this is going to be my first like my first theatrical performance because i've never been in a feature film before
0: so am i am i going to be able to go to the multiplex and see you Uh, if we get a distribution deal yeah you'll be able to go to the
1: multiplex and see me that's exciting I mean, hopefully, you know, and this sounds like snark, but hopefully it will be like the next Precious or Fruitvale station where it's all about black suffering because that shit sells. Um, but I feel like this film is a little better because, you know, there's a little humor there. There's a little bit of hope, kind of, sort of.
0: Not every Ooh.
1: black person dies and suffers
0: a lot, too. So <laughs> it's going to be like it's going to be like Tyler Perry's Fruitvale station.
1: Yeah, maybe something like that. There's no cross-dressing. If there were cross-dressing, I'm probably the one that would have done it, as you well know. Medea goes to Fruitvale Station. Medea <laughs> goes to Fruitvale Station. Uh, that would be a horrible movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I this is going to be my theatrical debut and my first time in a feature film. Because I've done some acting before. Uh, none of it very long. and None of it very good. Um, but I got cast in this feature alongside some uh, big names. I don't think I'm allowed to say any of them. But... Um, um, so I
0: won't because that would be illegal and get me fired and get me in trouble. Just remain, but, remain absolutely <laughs> silent if it's Michael Chiklis. No, it is not Michael Chiklis. Okay. Well then, good guess so. good then, guess. then really am I, uh, why would I be interested?
1: Uh, that's a good point. This, this is, be um, and so I play the barista. An
0: important person. Um, important person. more important if you were latte loving Michael Chiklis's as co-star, <laughs> but so.
1: So the movie's about an ex-con that gets out of out of um prison after ten years and he's trying to like find his way back into society. Mm-hmm. So one of his first stop offs is a coffee bar. And like I'm the I'm I'm basically I think the first person he interacts with after he gets out of prison. And mm-hmm. um I just gotta rattle off some names. Like I'm really pissed off and annoyed, which is easy for me to tap into emotionally. Um because I can go there often.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: you know, I just rattle off. Oh, we have uh, Macchiatos, Bolivian Mochas, Nairobi Street Chai Latte, which the last one is an actual thing that was actually in the market. The director told me to um, improv, so I just looked around the store, and there was Nairobi Street Chai Latte, which was the easiest thing to pronounce, actually, because there was weirder shit there. Um, You know, and and the ex-con, he gets just really frustrated and pissed off, and he leaves. So... Because ten years ago
0: we didn't have those drinks, you know. <laughs> ten year, well, definitely not those. So like, ten he,
1: years ago, I I think ten years ago when like Starbucks first started showing up, um, everyone was kind of infuriated by the idea of a venti. Like, just give me a. I still don't know what that one is. is that is that one like the, the biggest?
0: Uh, I think venti is the biggest. Yeah. Okay, I, see, I think so. it's grand, grande. And then, yeah. and then, venti is it, one above like,
1: it. It's like tall, grande, and venti. It's like that. It all sounds like the same fucking thing. And I don't even know what a venti is. I mean, they all sound so, big. Like I, they all sound big. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that that annoyed a lot of people. So, I think the writer was kind of tapping into that. And then I post the uh, pictures to Facebook, especially at the menu, and so many people on my Facebook just get infuriated, like by the menu. They're just like so upset over it, just from the idea of these like bullshit drinks of these of these froofy coffees <laughs> which means emotionally the uh, film is already doing its job <laughs>
0: yeah it's really getting in there and affecting you <laughs> right exactly well perfect i'm glad that it's already touching people on a very deep <laughs> upsetting level <laughs> right right like all the best uh all the best films
1: exactly so so watch out for the film uh, it's called chapter and verse uh, we're filming it now. I think they plan to do a relatively quick turnaround. Like the rumor is, they want to hit uh, Sundance, and be sure to watch out for my performance because it is sure to be Oscar-winning. I will, I will get best supported.
0: Okay, well, I t- guarantee you this. I will, I will go to Sundance this this coming year for you, and I'll I'll cheer really loud for it. All right, that sounds good. But only for the barista part, I'll be like, "Whoa, check out yeah. that barista!" And then oh, well. <laughs> the rest of, the rest of the movie, I'll just remain quiet.
1: Okay, but, sounds
0: good. And then, and then a producer in the audience will be like, hey, "That guy, those people, they really love that barista. I must yeah. track him down." Yeah, and uh, and next thing you know, I have a series on HBO. Now, as a barista, I, I guess I guess a barista is is a uh, gender neutral. Because um, I was going to say, aren't you technically a barista? But, a
1: barista? No, I think it's always barista. B- a barista. i sure it's gender neutral. Oh, and I get paid. That's the most important part.
0: Oh well, they f- fuck the rest. <laughs> who gives a shit? Royalty, a shit? royalties, right? Distribution royalties. Distribution royalties. SAG. Every, pers- um, every person, every like- person who sees it, you get five nickels. Exactly. It's gonna be
1: exactly tight. I will be collecting that nineteen cents far into the future.
0: Sweet, you're gonna be able to retire on that for sure. Uh huh, no doubt. Let's uh. Let's talk about let's talk about video games. Should we do that? I guess I guess we could dive into video games. I guess I guess we could do that. Well, yeah. if you, uh, welcome one and all to the uh, to the Enemy Slime podcast. This is episode. Oh my God, are we at forty two now? I think. No, so. we're getting old. Shit, we're at middle age. Yeah, I mean, forty one.
2: I thought Jason was back for the.
0: Oh, you're right. It is forty one. Fuck, fuck that then. This isn't an important number at all. Forty one uh, is unimportant.
2: Uh, we're getting old enough to forget how old we are.
0: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we're starting <laughs> to get there. It all kind of blends together. Um, I, I For the longest time, I, I didn't know how old I was, like, presently, you know? Right, it, yeah. It, you, after 25, it's like, where's the milestones? There aren't any.
1: There aren't any. Like, at, well, 30 yeah. is kind
0: of a milestone, just no one wants to celebrate 30. Mm, and because you can say Dirty 30. Yeah, you can say Dirty 30. But... Yeah, after that, after that stuff to gauge. But hey, anyway, we're we're so far off the mark here; it's not even funny. So this is the Enemy Slime Podcast. It is episode forty-one. I am your host, present host Jared. We have with me Jay and Doug. Hey, both, hey, both both of them are in the house, and they are so pumped to talk about video games. Oh yeah. They're super ready psyched. super hard and I actually hadn't heard about this. As Doug was the one who brought this to my attention. I, I had no idea. But uh today, Electronic Arts, everybody's favorite video game publisher, uh they announced a subscription service for the Xbox 1 because let's be real oh, here, you don't so- have enough subscriptions in your life.
1: <laughs> so 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 do I get to subscribe now to um you know, the Microsoft micro, uh, Xbox Live and
0: EA Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, right. cool. uh, sixty. Well, so the pricing for the EA one is going to be four ninety nine a month or thirty dollars for a full year. So if uh-huh. you if you do Xbox Live and this, oh, you, what sixty seventy, and so you're ninety ninety dollars a year. And uh, what you're going to get with that is actually. It's better than I thought it was. Like, when I was reading about it, I was a little bit more impressed than...
1: No, it isn't, but tell me anyway.
0: Well, so, uh, here's here's the story. First of all, there's a select group of people who've already been uh, chosen to participate in a beta that starts today. So, the service Lucky you. is even live right now. I'm not one of those people, unfortunately. Now, what they're planning to do is they're going to, first of all, give you access to a uh, vault of Electronic Arts Titles. And at present, they only have four titles listed in that vault, and they are FIFA 14, uh, Battlefield 4, which really is kind of like not having a game there, because I think even to this day, it's still pretty busted. Um, Madden NFL 25, and Peggle 2. Oh, Peggle 2, you got me.
1: That doesn't sound like very much of a vault at all. Well. You know what happens when you announce something as a vault, Right. I,
0: I I'm not sure what what's gonna happen. Well, I mean, if you have ever like watched the Disney Vault, it's like opening back opening back up the Disney oh, Vault. Oh yeah, the little mermaid. Well, because so, a vault is supposed to protect you from getting to something. <laughs> right until like an important point so maybe that's not the best phrasing they do say the company says more games will be added soon and on top of this they're also going to be offering to subscribers i think a two other little bonuses which is uh percentage discounts on certain games so like up to 10 percent discounts on games and uh and then also, probably the coolest thing is certain releases, they're going to start giving to their subscribers early. And their notable example is Dragon Age Inquisition will be available uh, five days earlier to people who are subscribed to the service. So you can be disappointed Oilers. five days earlier. <laughs> no, Dragon Age Dragon <laughs> Inquisition is going to be great. It's, it seems undoubtable. But uh, but yeah, that's I think that's pretty much everything on the service. So... If you were just, if you were sitting at home and you were thinking to yourself, God, I love paying for Xbox Live and Netflix and my Hulu Plus and my car payment and uh, my mortgage, but if only there was a way to take that last $20 that I have every month and, uh, and at least siphon away some of it, Electronic Arts is here and they have your solution.
1: So, see, the thing is, the thing is about this production I've been talking about, I'm actually making a good chunk of money from it. Um, and I was wondering how I can make sure that does not last me until the end of the year. And Electronic Arts gave me the answer. This
0: is the way right here. It's, give them 30 bucks right, right here and now. Yeah. A, a positive I
2: could see of it, though, is let's say in the future they add like Dragon Age or, or uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Let's say I don't want to buy it at full price and then. If I wait six months down the line and it's all of a sudden a vault title, if they make it easy enough to sign up and cancel it, I could just sign up for one month, pay five dollars, beat Dragon Age Inquisition, and then cancel, and then I spent five dollars on Dragon Age Inquisition.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I
1: mean, or alternatively, you can wait for it to go on sale, or yeah. you could red box it.
0: the The whole that's reliance, true. the whole reliance of services like this is the. The promise, though, that, like, like if you're a, a frugal spender and you're keeping your, your mind on this, then most subscription services like this are going to work well for you. But the real purpose with services like this is they're hoping that you're going to forget about it, right? That you're going to sign up for it and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll cancel it later. It's and only
2: five bucks, whatever.
0: Like, like uh, I signed up for, and it, it, it works because, like, I signed up for Google Music. They let you stream unlimited music. Because they they had a free month, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then at the end of the month, they started charging my card, and I was like, eh, eh, I'll keep using it. (laughs) And then I did. I don't even know where to go to cancel it. I'm sure it's (laughs) hidden in there somewhere.
2: I guess if if I'll extrapolate it into the worst possible scenario. Is that let's say in a few years of like, well now you just need the subscription service to play any of our games.
0: I think that this could actually be a great value though, uh, because keep in mind this company is like king of DLC, and this could be a really, you know, customer savvy method to acquire a lot of their games and their their DLC. Assuming that's included, they could also go a real shithead route and be like, pay us the subscription, and you get you know, to play Dragon Age five days earlier. Oh, but you're still going to have to buy all that DLC, please. That's probably how
1: And then good. And then um, Lucifer will get his wings back and he'll get to go back to heaven.
0: Yeah, I don't, because uh, the bell rings? Something like that. That's how it works, right?
2: Whenever EA fleeces the public, Satan gets some of his wings grown back.
0: <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> He's got to be getting real, real close at this point. What else happened? So uh, EA announced that that's pretty sweet. Uh, this is another one that was from today that I, I hadn't seen yet, and admittedly, I didn't know actually a lot of this. Uh, it was revealed today that Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed Unity, and I don't, I shouldn't say revealed today because we might have known this for a while, but it was it was brought to uh, to the public's attention. Uh, In that these are both being developed by Ubisoft's Kiev based office, uh, which is a so their PC releases are being developed here. And I guess this this particular subset of EA has a really bad reputation of making PC ports for games. So, to give you some examples, their, their past endeavors include uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Splinter Cell Conviction, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier, which I think every single one of those had some pretty significant performance problems on the PC, uh, compared yeah. to the other platforms, so needless to say, a lot of people are kind of bummed out that the next two biggest games from Ubisoft this year are also going to have PC releases from that particular publisher or, or piece of it, rather. But anyway, that was that was announced today too, so that should be a treat. So if you were, you know, thinking to yourself, "God, I love Ubisoft games, but I hate being able to play them on my PC." <laughs> <laughs> good, good news, because <laughs> it, it looks like that trend will continue.
2: I think that what they're actually planning on is that the situation in Ukraine is going to escalate to such bad heights that they can just justifiably cancel the PC releases.
0: There you go. That that would be the trick.
2: Well, Russia's turn up shit. Can't. Sorry, PC gamers, not our fault. Sorry, guys. Putin says we can't do AC Unity, and so they're not actually developing anything over in Kiev.
0: Yeah, they're just they're just doing nothing there yeah it's um it's definitely i don't understand how this happened because the pc has always been like you know where you go for the best performance and just over time it just keeps getting like lazier and shittier ports of games and uh I i don't know it's a weird dynamic but anyway uh Other little pieces of news, things of interest. Uh, It was revealed at Comic-Con, which is going on right now, the San Diego Comic-Con, which is pretty much the Comic-Con. When people say Comic-Con, that's what they're referring to. Uh, Yeah, it's also the Comic-Con that's not really a Comic-Con. At this point, I would say that's probably true. It's more of just a giant entertainment convention and a... uh, It seems like it's mostly just panels. It feels like just everybody ever has a panel.
1: Well, and it's where everyone, like literally everyone, television shows, animated. Um, you know, I don't even know comic books actually announce anything anymore, but movies do, video games do. Yeah. It's just where everyone goes to announce something now.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely a, a low comic <laughs> threshold. Uh, but anyway, uh, during the Skybound panel, they announced that the uh Walking Dead will be back for a third season of the uh, video game series, of course. The TV show will be back for whatever season it's on, too. Is it f- four? Five? five? It probably is five. It probably is five. Uh, it's it's hard to follow the Walking Dead season trajectory sometimes. Um, <laughs> it's it's probably the worst show on TV. That yeah, the, we can't stop watching. The, the most popular worst show on TV. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. It's so bad. Every time I watch it, every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm not watching this stupid shit anymore. And then there I am next week, ready for more. It's
2: because every what, what? once in a while, you'll get a gem. You'll get a gem of an episode, and you're like, oh, it's going to get better, but it never does.
0: Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that was great. And then, you know, you, you come back later. Like, I, I remember, and we're not here to talk about TV, but I, I remember a couple seasons ago... Uh, where they did like a big cast culling in the middle of it, like it wasn't even a, a season premiere or closer. It was just like right in the middle, like the fourth episode, and they killed like three of the most annoying people on the show. And I was like, "This is great! They're doing a great job." And uh, and then it went right back to to normal. Somehow. What it was before, yeah. It, they, they didn't waste any time in throwing away those good graces. But The Walking Dead, on the other hand, has been in great uh, hands with, with Telltale. And so, uh, part of this announcement was announcing that, that Telltale will be the developer that continues making the games. They're not going to change studios or anything like that. And uh, we can expect a third season of it. That's literally all we know. It created, like, huge ripples on the internet, and and we literally know nothing except for there will be another season of it. And to, to be honest like you should have known that <laughs> they're gonna you think
2: it'll, it'll still feature Clem though or do you think they'll
0: well see that's the thing is we have no huh. idea we, we don't know whether or not it'll be Clementine or if it'll be somebody else um...
2: Do you think or maybe it'll be a character that's currently in the game season two and they'll then kind of do what they did
0: well so that's the that's the thing right is they I they they can't announce who's gonna be the main character because if they if they're like Clementine's the main character, then that kills the suspense of what's yeah. going to happen in the final exactly. episode that they're going to be spitting out. Right. So they, they can't they can't be like, oh good news, guys, it's these people because that's hey, that's gonna ruin it. Maybe
1: it'll be Luke.
0: Yeah, it'll probably be Luke. And see, we just kind of ruined it because now people know Luke's still alive. That's true. See, so fuck that. But I don't have much to talk about aside from The Walking Dead, anyway. I guess we know. I guess we know who it definitely won't be.
1: <laughs> Some certain... we, we know a couple of people that it definitely won't be.
0: I heard. Uh, I, I heard like rumblings a few weeks ago. That uh, have you? Have you played it, Doug? Or are you? I'm we're... still on episode two. Uh, episode I won't, two, of season two. I, w- I won't ruin it for you. Then we we're going. I, you you didn't hear us talking about this last week, Jay? But we're we're gonna have to have a a dedicated Walking Dead podcast where everybody is forced to get caught up so that we can just go hog wild with spoilers because Well oh, that's good because I just bought Lucio the Walking Dead, so he needs to play it now. Yeah, that'll be the second trick. So we'll we'll have a big old Telltale podcast in a few weeks and we'll we'll talk The Walking Dead and the Wolf Among Us and just ruin everything for everyone. But I
2: f- I think they're gonna experiment with season three and it's gonna be a zombie point of view. And for almost all of the five episodes, you'll be doing absolutely nothing until the very last one, and then you're just killed
0: you get to bite no, you get to bite someone's hand and then they kill you and then they kill you
2: and then that's the the episode it's and then over.
0: who knows what happens to that person how How awesome would it be though if like you you did get to play as a zombie and they give you like zombie choices like uh-huh. shuffle uh-huh. <laughs> shuffle to the left or the right <laughs> slightly. Open
2: door badly. Open door. I mean, some
1: some, some survivors have to die.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, some something's got to happen. So, I don't know. We're I'm I'm pretty stoked to see uh, this this season's kind of. I, I'm definitely not as up on it as I was the first season. Like, it it's good, but it's not as good. Uh, but you know, I I think they'll probably close it strong. Telltale usually does a good job with this kind of stuff. I finally finished The Wolf Among Us and. It has a great ending, and uh, if they can if they can swing something similar with the second season of The Walking Dead, I think it'll be good for all parties involved. So, let's hope that that's the way that they go. But, anyways, get caught up, and when the last one drops, which should, should probably be in the next month or two, we'll uh, we'll go crazy on it. Other interesting news is it sounds like and I don't I still don't know even if today we have a, confi- a you know confirmation for it but a few months ago Google made an offer to purchase Twitch and the rumblings right now is that they finally came to an agreement on an actual you know dollar amount and that it's pretty much a done deal. So all those people who left YouTube to go to Twitch are now kind of going to be feeling back at home a little bit maybe. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of Bob, but he was here, Bob showed up to help fix the YouTube commenting system and repair mm-hmm. it, and uh, I hear that he might be coming to help Twitch too. So oh, awesome. Maybe Bob will be coming into the chats. Bob
1: did a great job because all of those um, you know, racist and homophobic and sexist and uh, vitriolic remarks that I was no longer supposed to see on YouTube, um, I see them probably twice as often now since he fixed the comment section.
0: I think uh I think Bob did the best he could and uh you know all all kudos all power to Bob. Well Good luck for Bob. Three cheers Good for work. Bob. Well done sir. But uh but yeah anyway that's that's it for for news I think I don't know if you guys can think of anything else that, that went down this week that was uh of note but I think that's pretty much it.
2: We we can print a retraction. When oh. I we said that uh, Last of Us came out last weekend, we were liars, and that was mostly my fault.
0: Yeah, that that's true. I I uh, I exercised shitty journalism and uh, and believed my dear friend Doug when he said the Last of Us remastered came out, but it didn't. It actually came it, out now. So if you went and tried to like pre-order or not pre-order, well, but if you went and tried to purchase it, we're sorry. Listen, <laughs> listen.
1: If if the if the um if the listener has a DeLorean. And can time travel? Then it's a completely one hundred percent accurate news. So That's I but I wasn't wrong. No, you're
0: right. Yeah, I mean, lots of shits out then. Like Fallout Four just came out, and it's great. And it's really good. I think <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Um, so I'll. I, I think I'm the only one actually who's kind of been playing some stuff this week. So like I said, I, I finished The Walking Dead, the second season of it. Um, I, I finished the, or, or what's there of the second season, that is. I finished The Wolf Among Us, and I, I need to talk about, and I, I kind of mentioned this in chat already, but I, I figure we can talk about it a little more. I'm gonna reveal a, a horrible secret. This is like, this is like my, let, let, us let's, let's divert here. Gaming Guilty Pleasure. Is there a game that either of the two of you can think of that you enjoy, that that is kind of shameful. Um, I'll pull it up right now. Subway surf. So, I Subway don't know if, surfers. Subway. So I think I know. That's mobile, right? That's on. Yeah. That's yeah. On the phone. Um, what about you, Doug? What's your?
2: I don't know if I say I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but I know that uh, there's a lot of people that don't don't necessarily like it or don't like it anymore. But I still, I'm not currently playing, but I still enjoy World of Warcraft.
0: Oh, you sicko! <laughs> I
2: still do. I mean, I haven't played so, for a while because so, so. Which one is worse? Subway Surfers or World of Warcraft? God,
0: it's it's like two different kinds of of bad. Let me th- <laughs> let me throw my hat into the ring here, and we can take a vote for who has the worst. Uh, over over the course of the last week, I went ahead and picked up a copy of Sniper Elite Three. <laughs> okay, you win <laughs> because I, <laughs> because you see, I'm a sick, sick fuck. <laughs> and yeah. I you just are. I I I don't know what it is about it. To to anybody who hasn't played or heard of the Sniper Elite series, basically you're a sniper. So I mean a lot of the hard work's already been done. Right. And and what you do is you sneak around in in a third person uh view and you find enemies far away from you and you snipe them and when you do so every shot it does like this this bullet following camera sequence and like the enemy will come up and it'll x-ray their entire body and you get to watch like the bullet enter their skull and like shatter the back of their skull and you know they fall down slowly and die and and you can you can watch through your scope while they like struggle in their last moments all right good so you're a sociopath (laughs) yeah pretty much so i went ahead and bought that because i was like yep that's for me (laughs) and and i i get it uh i got it for the xbox one because i i was saying to myself and actually this is the whole reason i got it because i was looking at my xbox one library which consists of titanfall and i was like god you know i should really double this library like double its size (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to find something that I can buy for the Xbox 1 to to have the Xbox 1 experience. And this this was the game that was it was multi-platform and you know all right it'll it'll do. So I went ahead and got it for the Xbox 1 and I I put it in the drive and I'm all ready to like you know, go out there and just be a masochist and like look at people dying and stuff. And I'm ready. I'm pumped. That's not what masochist means, but go ahead. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm ready to cut myself. You see, and then do it. This is it's a ritual. You'll see. But anyway, I put it in, and the Xbox pops up and it goes, "We got to download an update, son." And it doesn't say it quite like that, but it was roughly like that. And the update was 16 gigs. Like, well, that's that's the new wow. size updates nowadays. Isn't, isn't that the game? Shouldn't
2: isn't, <laughs> Did they update the entire game? Wasn't Wolfenstein had like a 50 gig patch and some shit?
0: Yeah, it was some nonsense like that. Ugh. But so anyway, I've just gotten used to this, right? I've gotten used to this notion of like when I buy a game and put it in, like it's got to suck to rent a game from Redbox or some shit because you take it home and you got to wait seven hours for it to install an update before you get to play it. But I wait through it and I notice that it gets stuck at 30% and it's just sitting there and it's not going up or down. So, I, I if you go into the apps on the Xbox, you can view like download status and see a little bit more information about what exactly is going on. So, I try to open it and the app doesn't open. I can't even get into like my list of applications. And so I try going into settings. I can't get to settings. I basically can't go anywhere on the Xbox because it's locked all of my, all of my apps. So I turn it off and I turn it back on. And I still can't go anywhere. And the update's still just stuck at 30%. So I finally had to pull the power cable and plug it back in, start it up again. And then the update wasn't doing anything, but then magically was done suddenly. And that's the game. And and so well, so then I got to play the game, and this is the this is the part that really pisses me off and makes me wonder why I elected to do this on the Xbox. But um, I I get uh, two missions in, and I stop halfway through the second mission. And I'm pretty meticulous in these games. Like I I, I like to go through and not be seen at all. You know, everybody's just wondering who's at, who's the sniper guy? Where'd he come from? I like to be that guy, and. I, uh, so, I take my time. I probably spent maybe two hours on the first two missions just being really meticulous and, uh, and very careful. And I, I turn it off halfway through the second mission and completely turn the Xbox off. And I come back later and I turn it back on. And when I start up the Xbox, it just kicks me right back into the game, like literally to right where I was. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because the Xbox has that, that save state resume feature. Right. But I noticed while I'm playing that the autosave icon is just swirling for forever up in the corner, like always autosaving. Yeah. And I was like, that that's probably not good. <laughs> and uh, I also noticed that when I go in to save my game, there's no button there to save the game. But I was halfway through the mission. I wasn't sure how long it was going to be. I was like, well, I should at least finish this and, uh, and see where I wind up. Like another hour later, I finally finished the mission and it doesn't save an or it it says it's saved i turn off the xbox later on turn it back on go back in and all my save data is corrupt oh good so th- thanks a lot fucking xbox it was it was very unhelpful and it, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally and so uh i was i was considering you know i i kind of just bought this for fun uh, just to mess around with, I and I was like, "Well, I'll I'll do a review for it anyway." I really don't want to play those two missions again. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think you're going to see a review for Sniper Elite Three. Oh, oh well, just say it's shootastic. Three out of five slimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what I played was pretty fun. Like it's it's a game that either works for you or it doesn't. Like it it, it taps into some kind of sicko part of my brain that is that is down to do this with like weird shit and uh and blow people's faces up but uh if 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 that's not your kind of thing if that's not your jam then you know this this particular iteration is probably not going to change your mind um i don't know i assume that my main character has like a name but nobody ever says it <laughs> and there's he's he's doing like all these narrations oh. but um sniper yeah, Sniper. His name's just Sniper. Uh, but, and actually Max Sniperson. I think in the opening cutscene I think he's in a tent like assembling his gun like you do when you're a sniper and the like tent flap opens up and I think someone says we need a sniper.
1: <laughs> that's his
0: name. <laughs>
1: that's that's it. Um, that's his last name.
0: Yeah, it's um From
1: the Sniper family.
0: Yeah, it's uh Steve Sniperson. You know, of, of the Sniperson clan but i'm
2: I'm definitely no expert on on being a sniper because I have no military experience at all, but I'm pretty sure most of like actually being a sniper, you just sort of sit in your position for days on end and then you shoot like one person and then you leave
0: so this being a sniper and sniper elite is much more tedious the the way that it works basically <laughs> it's a
1: tedious thing. Then
0: just waiting three days. No, so let me explain. So you you'll walk up to like a, a, a you know a plethora of enemies before you, and you'll pick one and you'll aim at him. And there are certain scenarios where you can sabotage like generators, and the generators will make sounds that will mask the sound of your shots. But they're pretty few and far between. Most of the time, you don't have those, and so. Your guns, this is World War II, so, I mean, your gun's not silenced or anything, uh, and so everybody can hear it. So, you aim at a guy, you shoot the guy, and then what you have to do is you have to, the game calls it relocating, and so, basically, there's this little area where they're going to be expecting you to be, and they want you to move out of that area, which, the way the levels are laid out, like, 90% of the time, that just means you backtrack to where there aren't any enemies, um, I think the way that they intended for this to work is like you kill a guy and then you move to the left and like kill another guy and then you move all the way to the right and then kill another guy uh, but the way it actually winds up working is you just shoot a guy and then you run backwards until you've run far enough and then you turn around and go back to right where you were and then shoot a guy and then turn around and run away and well, that, just... that is
2: a common military tactic
0: <laughs> yeah it's very it's very popular <laughs> But that's pretty much that's that's how I play sniper elite. That's how I like to do it. There you go. So, I don't know. It's the same as it's always been. It seems like this time you're in Africa, which you wouldn't know, and I'm not super clear on whether or not I'm fighting uh German or Japanese soldiers. Well, why would you be? There's surprisingly little like Nazi paraphernalia. <laughs> it's not it's not really that clear what what I'm killing. <laughs> And they, they they speak, you know, they, they speak in a language that I don't know, but I can't tell if it's German or not. Maybe it's
2: just like the, the we party you.
0: Oh. I'm just, I'm pretty shitty at history, so I don't even know if there were Japanese people hanging out in, in there, Africa. There were not. There might have been no, a few, there
2: but there weren't. It's just weren't like that many. was
0: it. Well, maybe what I've done here is I've stormed a Japanese clan. Nobody looks very German. They're, they're all kind of... Uh, they look, they look slightly more Asian. There's not a lot of Aryans that I'm taking down. So. Oh, good. But anyway, someone
1: else a turn for a change. Yeah. Now that's the quality. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we want to see in video games.
0: Yeah, straight up, totally. But anyway that that was my uh, that was my experience this week. That was my guilty uh, my I shouldn't say guilty pleasure because it was not a fucking pleasure at all. It was. It doesn't sound like a pleasure, and I'm ch- a little er- interested in that because.
1: You introduced it as guilty pleasure, and it doesn't sound like you had very much fun.
0: Well, I'm super. I, I had a super not fun time losing my save. Like that was that was <laughs> as unfun as it got. Um, shooting people and running away and then coming back to shoot more people is stupid. Like it, it's a it's a stupid mechanic. And I think that I might actually. I think this is a game that I might enjoy playing more if I set it to easy. Which which is dumb, but um, I, I don't know if that mechanic's still there when you play it on easy. I basically just want to kind of dick around and shoot people with sniper rifles. It, it's it's like Gary's mod or something like that. Like, I don't want to be challenged in any way whatsoever. I just want to feel super powerful and watch people's skeletons explode. There you go. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, it's not. But anyway, that's... uh. That's what I've got. Now the other thing that happened this week, and it sounded like you got a little bit of time in with it, Doug. Uh yeah. is destiny. Uh the beta, of course, began and also expanded a little bit. Mm-hmm. So did you get to go to the moon? I
2: I know, I wasn't able to play during the moon. I did get to do like the iron banner thing, which was like a PvP event, but it didn't seem very much very different from anything else.
0: What, uh, I, I didn't even hear about it, to be honest. Walk, walk me through it. What, what kind of stuff went down?
2: Well, I guess, I, I honestly don't know what the difference between the Iron Banner was. I don't know if it was just, like, a level or, like, a different game type. I just selected it when I played the Crucible, and I got my ass kicked, and then it was over. And then I stopped playing. I was like, oh, that was a regular PvP match, I guess, so. Oh. I don't know, maybe I maybe I I did it completely wrong, and I didn't actually play in the Iron Banner or whatever that was.
0: Let's see, Destiny Iron Banner. I, I heard about it, but I didn't actually get a chance to uh, join in it. Uh, let's see. Meet with so here's here's from the Bungie website on how to do it. So you must meet with Lord Saladin before you can compete. So did you do that? Uh, no. Okay, so that's you probably didn't, why I fucked it up. You didn't do shit. Uh, it's a separate playlist in the Crucible. The power ratings on your weapons and armor are crucial to victory. While combat in the Crucible offers a level playing field, the Iron Banner demands your very best gear. So it looks like it takes away like the traditional uh, you know, evening out of your stats. Uh, victory earns you reputation and rank to unlock special Iron Banner gear. And the challenges are available from the Bounty Tracker. So it basically sounds like it is just regular PvP, except you're... Your gear stats are important,,
2: oh, and you have a chance to unlock a helmet that looks almost exactly the same as the other ones
0: they all they all do feel like they look kind of similar right now. Um in the alpha, I don't think you could change your clothes. so like I remember putting on new armor in the alpha, but I just looked the same. And in this one, it actually took me a little while before I realized that I was changing my clothes really, because like the helmets all look very, very similar. Yeah. and uh i don't know it was but, it was a little disappointing
2: but even when you do i you get one that is you can tell there's a, it's different it's still so so close that you're like it's it doesn't feel like any different at all it didn't you're matter like, oh i have a green visor now instead of a blue one
0: See, like i always thought this was something that wow did really well back in the day is like you you'd run into like Iron Forge and you'd run past a guy who looked like super super cool and you're like oh my god and you'd inspect him and see what he was wearing that's, and you're like,
1: nostalgia talking it took them a while before they had really actually different looking stuff yeah. and
0: yeah that's that's true early on but like I, I can think of yeah I, I didn't play past the first expansion and I can even think of times where I had that feeling where like I saw a guy with a closed helmet and like glowing red eyes and i'm like holy shit i want to be that guy yeah well that was by the first expansion but when
1: world of warcraft first came out like the early days like the highest level gear just looked like
0: any old shit you could find everybody looked kind of doofy in that game so but
2: But, there were still a lot of different armor sets in wow and whereas in destiny there doesn't seem to be all that many like the differences are like one piece one helmet has like a tiny little antenna and the other one doesn't.
0: Well, so I guess what I'm getting at is, I think that the problem is that your character, for the most part, looks cool no matter what. Like, yeah. Like right off the get-go, you look cool, and in an MMO, it's it's almost more appreciative to like start out as a scrub and just look fucking stupid, and then as you play, you know, you you work your way up until you look like this badass war god. Uh, anybody who rolls a, a new class in WoW looks. Like an idiot. Although yeah. I, I hear that the way that WoW works now is you can just make any armor look like whatever you want it to look like. If yeah, but you still it. have if to have, have the armor. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. you need to have it. Yeah. That that's less stupid. Then it's still kind of stupid, but no,
1: because when it, I was I was there when they first implemented that feature, and we went on like dungeon runs to get the gear that we've always wanted to wear and apply it to our currently very stupid-looking armor.
0: Um, so 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 could i could i get like the best most epic set in the game and then like dress myself in like novice robes yeah i i mean i i I I know that it's not rules to the armor if uh, if
2: you were a warrior you wouldn't be able to because you have to it has to be plate to plate or male to male so if you were a mage you could get your mage clothes Mm. And then go find the shitty level one robe and just transmogrify your armor to look like the shitty robe.
0: Yeah, that's what I want. I want to. I want to be like rolling up on people and they're like, no problem here. And then when I when I get to them, they're like, uh oh.
2: But you still have to stay within your armor class.
0: Can you do it with your weapon too?
2: Yeah. Well, the weapons uh, have to be like the same kind of class.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so, like, if I have a big gnarly sword, I can make it look like a stupid little dagger. Uh, no. Not a not a dagger, because daggers are different, but, like,
2: you know. You could make, like, if you had a two-handed sword, you could make it look a, like a shitty two-handed sword.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I basically, this is, like, the old car dream, where you get, like, a scrappy 1970s uh, you know, Ford and drop, like, a brand new end. I want to be that guy in WoW. Yeah, you could be that guy.
1: I, mean, I remember, re- I, because I remember I forget what it was. I forget if it like, the tier two or tier three warlock armor. It was the one with the really awesome skulls on Spike's and I'd always wanted it, and I wasn't playing kind of when it came out, so people stopped calling for that armor um and then I had come back and I had gotten I think we were up to tier six or seven armor uh when I played again, and I went back, I was like, I have to get that armor now, I have to make my armor look like that armor, and it has ever
0: since <laughs> it's like you know it's a badass I don't know i I think it's cool that like it's an option to to optimize how sweet you look, like I like that. But at the same time, to me, there's there's a charm to like I think I think of like Ultima Online where you just kind of wore what you found a lot of times, and you'd have like a bunch of stuff that didn't match, and you just looked like an idiot. But it was effective, and there's something well, there's something charming about that.
2: S- you'll still look like that for the first few weeks of an expansion, but after that, usually, yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. just gets the same. It becomes samey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I've always been fashion over function. So, this is great for me, especially, if, you know, when I join a um a guild or a raid and they wife like, you "No, know, no, we need you to optimize your stats." And I'm like, "But I look so stylish right now." <laughs> but I look like, but I look so good.
0: Me, <laughs> how could you ask me to change that? You know? So, I don't know. I I love features like that. Oh, uh, what was I? I was just playing something. Oh, Dark Souls. Um my my roommate is like super super into like stat maxing and stuff like that and is obsessed with like let's make a spreadsheet and figure out how to do as much damage as possible and he saw me playing dark souls and i i didn't have like the best armor in the game and he just couldn't fathom why that would be and i was <laughs> it was because i looked super cool like <laughs> right i I, f- I found a set and i'm like this is my favorite and then i wore it forever <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Like if you're really really good at Dark Souls, it doesn't really matter what armor you wear because you're just dodging everything anyway. Yeah, that's So it doesn't it doesn't honestly matter.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Cuz you shouldn't be getting hit.
0: Yeah, well, and some people, you know, deliberately wear like the lightest stupidest looking armor to get bonuses from that and I mean it's it's all over the place. So it it really doesn't matter as much as you think. But yeah, I would I would deliberately just pick stuff that looked cool cuz I'd rather look cool and Sure, a boss might have taken an extra hit, but I looked super stylish while I did it. So,
1: uh, and then you never know when you're going to make the cover of Um Azeroth Vogue.
0: Yeah, yeah, precisely. You know, if uh, if I played online and someone saw me in Dark Souls, they're like, "That dude looks cool," and then I'd yeah. I'd like die in just a couple seconds because I wasn't maxed out to to the right level or whatever, but. But as even as my ghost would fade away, they'd be like, damn, that guy looked great. <laughs> he, he looked super great. But uh but yeah, those have been those have been kind of my two uh my my two big pastimes. Oh the other the other one um is last week Hearthstone came out with their first expansion. I keep calling it expansion, uh and it's adventure. not Adventure. Adventure back their, their first oh, adventure. Um no. And I think, oh, yeah. I think tonight the second one drops, so that's carrying on. And I spent a bunch of time uh, playing that stupid game and getting through I, that.
2: I played the solo adventure as well.
0: Yeah, what did you think? I
2: thought it was fun. Um, the stupid, the, the second boss where she could like use uh, Rain of Fire on how many cards you have in your hand.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That bitch fucking sucked. So they have done... They have done a really, really good job. I I was actually really impressed with this. They've done a really good job of creating bosses that basically require you to build a deck to beat them, Um, because you would never... Well, I shouldn't say you would never, but... you, you probably wouldn't walk out with a deck where you're literally trying to keep your hand as empty as possible. Yeah, Like, that's probably not a deck that you have created in your Hearthstone set. And so they've done, like, this good job of presenting you with a really unique situation and then forcing you to, like, really think about it and go back and, and build another deck. And I would actually say that with these bosses, especially the heroic versions of them, I would say that's where the game comes from. Like, the game the game is not really, let's fight these bosses um the game is more let's figure out how to build a deck that will defeat these bosses in this in this particular scenario so um she's a really good one Uh, she just has this free hero power that she can use that will uh do one damage one random damage for each card in your hand so your goal is to just keep your hand as empty as possible And then the boss after her is kind of cool, too. He has a hero power that takes two random cards on the battlefield and puts them back in your hand. And a lot of people have figured out a lot of really unique ways to beat both of these guys by taking advantage of those hero powers. And the thing that's so crazy about it to me is I feel like those two fights in particular are like you know, really make you take a couple steps back and think about the game and kind of do something different with it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is they've got like 10 more of these planned. So there's going to be, you know, e- this is just the first one, like the first two. If they can keep that up and provide all those those quarters and those bosses to go up against, uh, that could be really, really cool, I think. So so I gave them the $20. For the for the set,
2: you sucker!
0: <laughs> Shame on me. There are so many people that like saved up enough in game currency and stuff to, you know, just buy it and and have it when it comes out. But me, Jared, I just went ahead and gave him gave him I, real money.
2: I, I don't play enough to have nearly enough currency, and I don't I don't think I'll buy it. But it was really fun to play that adventure.
0: I'll I'll let you know how the future bosses are. You know, they they could be worth it. I think if they're all as challenging as those um i think it could totally be something worth you know looking into i was gonna play it anyway because fuck that i don't want to play it but uh if you're if you're just casual and you came to it to just get the free wing um you know i think that there's a chance that the rest of it might be worth it in, in the long run but but other than that i think that's that's pretty much it for what i've been playing did you get a chance doug to play the dark souls dlc or are you still waiting on that
2: no my xbox is currently wrapped up waiting to be moved Oh,
0: yeah, that's right.
2: So I won't be playing that for
0: a while. Mine's just chilling out in the basement, and I don't know if I can bring myself to hook it up and go through all the motions necessary to, to try it out.
2: I do. I think, I don't know if it's just rumors or just a database thing, but I think I've heard rumblings of possible PS4 and Xbox One editions.
0: Boy, that would, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a game that I would buy twice. And if I was going to, I feel like I would have bought it on the PC.
2: I have bought it twice. I have it for PC. <laughs> we'll the thing it. is, the thing is, I could see myself buying it for the PlayStation as well. No. I, I want to say that I wouldn't,
0: but I. But like deep deep down, you you think it could happen? I'd be like,
2: because uh, I like playing it on the PC, but at the same time, I was like, but then I could have it on PlayStation Four too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, you know what else I picked up, but I haven't had a lot of time with it. I don't know if either of you guys played it when it came out. Um, I grabbed Guacamele, the super oh, yeah. the super turbo championship edition or whatever they called it. How is that? I uh I really like that style of game and I don't understand why so it's a Metroidvania yeah, is the Metroidvania. easiest, the easiest way to describe it. Um it has a little bit more interesting combat to it. Like there's there's all these like wrestling moves and like grappling with people and uh it, it kind of adds a little bit of flavor and just makes your encounters feel like more than just pushing buttons, even though you're just pushing buttons. Right. Uh, it it just feels a little, a little more interactive than some other games like that. But I've always been a big fan of a good old fashioned, you know, Metroid Castlevania, like side scroller. And like some of my favorite games are the Castlevanias for the DS and the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Uh, and actually i I've, I don't think I listed them when I listed my favorite games on the site, but now that I think about it, like all of them are, are good. <laughs> I don't think there's a bad one. I think they're all great. And so if that's something that you dig, this is this is totally more of that. And what's really cool about the the championship edition or whatever, I don't know if the original Guacamelee had this, because I didn't play it. But the championship edition has co-op. So you can actually play, you know, on on the same screen and summon in a second person. And so it kind of like it evokes this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade feeling to it of having the second person or or like Streets of Rage or something like that um you know to to summon in the second person to beat everybody up with you but then at the same time you're getting all these exploration pieces and uh I I don't know it's it's a lot of fun the the scene doesn't really do a lot for me like I I'm not big on uh, like is, is it luchadors yeah yeah Luchador, yeah I'm, I'm just eh, it's not really I I don't look at that and be like what a cool hero but I know people would do that though but the game itself is a, is a lot of fun luchadors yeah and and I mean it's for its style it's super super good you know all the villains are really unique and really cool and uh I, I think that they've done a good job it's just it's not really for me yeah it's okay but uh, yeah, so that's all I've been up to. What you guys? That's pretty much it, right? Walking Dead for you, and uh, more Divinity oh. for you, right, Doug? Yeah, or? pretty much. I tried um, what's the, that new um, adventure game that came out? Uh, Gods will be watching. I don't. I haven't even heard of that one. Is that on Steam?
1: It's on Steam, and it's like uh, this kind of indie adventure game. I guess it came out a little while ago. Um, I haven't gotten far into it. It's 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 one of the I'm. The jury still, I can't decide whether it frustrates me in a good way or if it frustrates me in a bad way. (laughs) Um, you start out and you're kind of like, um, you know, it's a space farming adventure, and the story established so far is that you are um, survivors of um, kind of this uh, hijacking that took place on your ship because there's some kind of um, you know, worrying space factions or whatever they are. I'm not too caught up on the story. Um, and they've kind of kicked you off to freeze to death on this planet, and the story kind of goes a little backwards from there, kind of tells you how people got there, but for every scenario you kind of have to figure out how to keep the scenario under control, and there are a ton of variables in doing that. Um, so it's a lot of trial and error, so you're going to get a lot of game overs, and have to, like, start the scenario all over again from the opening cutscene and all that kind of shit. Um, and there are two there are two difficulties there's easy which says that you know you're going to fail a little less and then there's the harder difficulty which i started on thinking oh yeah it's a text adventure how hard could it be (laughs) right right it's it's like really fucking frustrating um so i will let
0: you know when i get a little further in how i ultimately feel about it
1: it got some
0: Um, i I pulled it up while you were talking about it It got some great reviews like
1: yeah and i i really like the style of how it was done um it's a puzzle aspect. i just got to decide how I feel about that puzzle got, aspect.
0: Got to so. get a better vibe for whether or not yeah. those puzzles are actually any good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, my thing is kind of like about fairness. You know, as long as, as long as it feels like my fault that I died, as long as there's something I'm not guessing, trying to be a telepath or whatever, then I'm fine with it.
0: But um, this is looking at the screenshots. This totally looks like something that would be up my alley. So uh l- let me know if you dig it, because I'll have to. I'll have to check it out and see what's up. Oh, dude, my, my other
1: acquisition this this week, and it's not a new game by any means, but it's the Deadpool game. Oh, dude,
0: How how is the Deadpool game? It's actually, like, if you're a Deadpool fan, then you will definitely be a fan of this game. Because there's, there's <laughs> uh, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, there's, like, two guys who write Deadpool, and the one who wrote this game is the one that I don't like, and I can't think of his name. <laughs> Like oh. I shouldn't say there's two guys who write Deadpool because there's more than that, but yeah. uh, there's there's two guys that are like primarily responsible for him. Whoa, whoa what's his stupid name? It's um, uh, ch- 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 Daniel Way. That's the that's the guy. Dan Way, yeah. Dan Way. Yeah. I there's there's like two iterations of Deadpool. There's there's like I know what the Simpsons are, and I'm gonna make a joke about it. And then there's this other one who's a little bit. You know, still jokey, but a little bit more straight faced, and I always dug that iteration of it a little more. Like, I, I didn't need. Oh, a, you like you like the straight faced one a little more? A li- not super straight faced, but like I don't. It, there's there's like this one that knows he's in a comic and makes fun of comics, and yeah. then there's this other one that that like is making like a Rihanna joke, and I don't know.
1: Well, I I, I think this is a little bit going to be a little bit more of the Deadpool that you hate that you hate then. Yes, because it's. It's definitely a ton of like fourth wall breaking and just kind of off the wall moments. I, I I feel what's good about it is you kind of feel like you're watching it from Deadpool's perspective. Like let's be honest, uh, how do any good comic book video game is going to make you feel like you're that hero? Mm-hmm. You know that's why the Arkhams are so good because you actually feel like you're Batman, and that's why the original like uh, you know during the first Spider Man uh, movie franchise, that's why those were so good because you actually felt like you were Spider Man. So, I would say this definitely makes you feel like you're deadpool, like this shit is like just going on in his head and whatever it's a it's a pretty uh, typical um hack and slash game. I think the controls are pretty fluid um you know the levels are a little uninspired, but every once in a while it'll give you like a real kind of like laugh out loud moment or to give you a moment. uh it's a little Saints row the third where um you know they got really creative and like, oh, that was a ton of fun. And here's, like, another hour of hacking and lashing through the sewers. But then another kind of big moment pops up and uh, kind of draws you back in. Um, and it's a very, very good use of um, Marvel's, how do I put it, like, Pathion, I guess. They're cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're fucking around mostly with the X-Men. So you have uh, Domino, um, Psylocke, um, who else is in there? Rogue is in there, Cable, uh, a couple of the X-Men. Um...
0: See, like that's like, that that right there. Uh, that's cool that cables in the game because I would say that's my favorite Deadpool iteration. Yeah, is... that was that
1: was like the greatest kind of run that they had. Yeah, like that's Cable. that's as good as.
0: And I don't think that was Daniel Way. I think that was somebody else. Yeah, and like Domino as well.
1: Whenever Domino shows up, those are kind of the better um, Deadpool story arcs. Um, but I'll give you an example. I just played kind of of how kind of off the wall the game is. There's this whole scenario where you visit genosha and for any like non-comic reading fans genosha is where all the mutants went it was originally a, a prison for mutants but then they turned into a utopia and then it was like one of the biggest mass mutant genocides in history um so you go to genosha and you have to save rogue and her power is basically anyone she touches she steals her power so you're running around through the game for about an hour fighting enemies trying to find rogue you finally find rogue um and she's in her death so you so deadpool lets her uh drain him get some of his healing factor to heal herself and she drains just a little too much and the next thing you know you're playing the game as rogue but she's using deadpool's powers and wearing deadpool's mask and that's like kind of a moment where they got a little creative and i'm like yeah that's fun i like that um so so that's pretty cool if you can find it
0: (laughs) yeah
1: i mean so if, you're, if, if you're if you're a fan of deadpool and if you can find the game it's cool
0: it sounds like you're not gonna get it on pc anymore but you, yeah, sh- you should cool. be able to i think you can probably still track down an xbox or playstation version yeah with with relative ease all right well good deal i think uh I think that probably puts us pretty close to time. So, uh, hey, if you're listening and, and you liked what you heard and you want to hear what we think about, you know, other other shit, there are all kinds of stuff. There's so many good games coming up, you guys. Like, it, I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I, Shadow of Mordor got moved up by a week, and I'm so stoked for that game. Although I know it's going to upset a lot of people because it's kind of disregarding a lot of like Tolkien canon and uh and stuff like that but i I don't care (laughs) at all so
2: if it's fun it's fun
0: yeah i'm just excited to play it and i have read so many people complaining about how it it doesn't fit in with the timeline and doesn't you know doesn't make sense but i don't
2: who who cares because then it opens up them to have more possibilities and make an actual fun game instead of trying to stick so close to the lore that you hamstring yourself
0: yeah, I do I do kind of get, though, like, if you're going to do something like that, why even have the license? But, of course, the answer to that is so people will recognize it and buy it. So I guess that answered itself. Yeah. But I, I do understand this notion of, like, look, if you're not going to respect the lore, then why should you even have it and be able to use it? Uh, but at the same time, I, I, don't, I don't fucking care. Lord of the Rings isn't super important to me, and this game looks really, really awesome. So I'm pretty stoked for that. That got moved up. Uh, it sounds like now that we're all going to have electronic arts subscriptions, we're all going to be playing Dragon Age super early, and uh, that's exciting. It's, it's going to be, we're going to finish out the year pretty good. We're going to get those PC editions of Far Cry 4 and Assassin's Creed and, uh, and get locked in at the Ubisoft screens, and it's going to be great. I'm super stoked. So, hey, if you want to read about our experiences with that, go to enemyslime.com, check us out. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, if you got anything that you, you want to tell us about or ask about or talk about on the podcast, just shoot us an email. You can contact us at contact at And uh, I, th- I think that should do it. Bruh